Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onshot.net. Budget 2021, a reaction. Hello there, you're very welcome to a special episode of If I Were the Minister for Education from Unshaw.net. This is Simon Lewis. Uh, today, uh, at this time of the recording, is Tuesday, uh, the 13th of October, and it is Budget Day, Budget 2021. Um, this is a very mini episode where I just summarise uh, what I know about what came from the budget today. I'll probably miss out on a couple of things and give my own reaction to them. Um, I guess uh, before I start, um, before this uh, budget was to be announced, I don't think very many of us had many expectations about this particular budget. Usually there's a lot of anticipation. But I think uh, while all our representative bodies and the government are talking about keeping our schools open, open by any means we are all just trying to keep ourselves alive in there and anything from the budget really is peripheral to that i would have imagined uh, that whatever was going to be announced um would be would won't have the same reaction as it might have done in previous years uh, but what we'll do is we'll go through them go through the reactions and uh, we should have it wrapped up in uh, a short amount of time because I suppose of the year that it is. So without further ado, let's get on to Budget 2021. I think um, for me, the what I expected from Budget 2021 was probably nothing new. Um, I expected um, some things that were already probably going to happen to happen. For example, uh, given COVID-19, uh, one would assume that the government would have reduced class sizes by the bare minimum to keep them out of trouble. Um, I also would have expected, uh, considering uh, that this had been done for COVID-19, that all teaching principals would uh, cement uh, their one day per week administrative leave um, uh, and when I say administrative leave, I obviously don't mean administrative leave, sorry. I'm talking about uh, the admin time uh, that will be used uh, to give uh, teaching principals time to do their admin work. Um, I'm refusing to call it, uh, what, what's called leadership and management days. Uh, but anyway, um, they were my only expectations. I probably, you know, the usual uh, stuff uh, where, they where they pretend they're increasing uh, the numbers of SNAs, they'd probably add another thousand um, to plug, you know, the ever widening hole, even though we probably need more than a thousand SNAs. Uh, they probably were going to do building projects, I don't know, a few hundred million on building projects before gifting them back to the Catholic Church or whoever. And um, I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I wasn't expecting any surprises, um, which is just as well, um, because I don't think there were any. Um, I'm going to go through um, the best source of a summary of primary education. And uh, for me, the best source for primary education is generally the INTO. Um, the INTO, as uh, some of you may know, uh, are the union uh, for primary school teachers uh, rather than an advocacy group for uh, the uh, Department of Education. And they have um, quite dutifully um, uh, released their own thoughts about the budget. And what I'm going to do is just summarize them very, very briefly to you uh, here. And 
basically, um, I suppose they're they're uh, doing all their fighting talk. I mean, the INTO does a lot of fighting talk on their website, uh, which doesn't really, um, I suppose, um, you know, do anything um, in the real world. You know, they've uh, talked about. Um, what have they talked about really i suppose i'm just looking through their thing the uh, the boasting part of it about how uh, how they're basically going to take credit for uh, you know the budget the good bits of the budget um they're acknowledging anyway the government has provided some good news for primary schools in today's budget so they're positive uh, that's that's what i was trying to look for in the first paragraph the into are positive about today's budget now by the end of this i might be positive too so i had very very few expectations so let's see if i have um if I suppose there's any change to that. So the INTO uh, headline is um, is about the uh, reduction of in the staffing schedule to 25 to 1 from 26 to 1. So basically, yes, the government, the Department of Education, have come good by doing the bare minimum to reduce class sizes at primary level. Now, the INTO are happy about this because it means extra teaching posts, um, and that generally is what uh, they care most about, which is absolutely understandable. And um, they are also uh, very happy because extra posts were provided um, in areas of where there are demographic pressures across primary and post-primary levels. So there's going to be an extra 500-odd teachers needed in the system next year. Um, so next year, so this isn't going to happen immediately, and a lot of people with the budget think a lot of this happens straight away, but it won't be till September 2021, when the virus may be gone. Uh, well, hopefully it will, or at least we'll have a vaccine, um, or something will have changed. Uh, we will have 25 to 1. Um, now, that makes very little difference uh, um, to most classes, because you can't kick children out of our schools uh, once they're in there. But we will only need uh, 25 in our junior infant classes and senior infant classes, and most uh, schools up that to about 26 or 27, just to make sure everybody fits in, just because of the mad enrollment uh, situations that we have. So the INTO are very happy with this, and it is their highlight. Um, I think it's the bare minimum that the government could have done. Um, I can see why they didn't do any further, because it costs money to do it, and they have very, very little to spend. Um, it's far, far away from the 20 to 1 ratio that we should be going to, um, and we still are, by far, the um, have the highest class sizes in the eu even with this reduction be, be under no <laughs> illusions that our class sizes are a little bit higher than everyone else in the eu we are way ahead of everyone else um in the um in the eu uh, we used to have the uk in the eu uh, i know they're still there for another couple of months uh, in a way but um the next nearest to us is france all the way back at 23 to 1 so we have a long way to go um and uh that's uh, i suppose very concerning anyway we move on um and uh, because uh, to be honest with you class size doesn't interest me that much um unless it's down to a pretty decent level which is the which we called the cinderella zone i think is that what we called it or no the goldilocks i'm getting my fairy tales mixed up the goldilocks zone where between 15 and 21 is where you want your class sizes to be and uh, we're so far away from it it makes very little difference if we go down from 26 to 25 and um, we'll see how it goes over the future for someone who doesn't care that much about it I know I'm giving a lot of time to it anyway we'll move on to uh, the next thing that they've announced which is children with special educational needs this seems to have been the second uh, big highlight for uh, the INTO 
and they've noted that there uh, the, there's an allocation of 403 additional teaching posts uh, for children with uh, special education needs in mainstream classes and special classes um and they're saying another thousand SNAs will be employed. Now, the problem with all this, okay, and this all sounds lovely, and th what annoys me in a way, I suppose they didn't they didn't celebrate it, they noted it, um, which isn't negative, it isn't positive, so I'll give them a bit of credit um, for not celebrating it. The 403 additional teaching posts, most of those are gonna be pummed into um, uh, special classes for children with autism, which are obviously needed. Uh, there will be, uh, for every uh, class, um, opened and there is likely to be I suppose about 160 uh, classes opened uh, that's the teachers that will go there now the other teaching posts um, I'm not sure how many of those are going to be in primary level um, but I would hope again one of the most annoying things about um, teachers for uh, pupils with additional needs are developing schools who've been shafted every year uh, when it comes to the primary allocation model now obviously that's going to come into effect for 2021 so i imagine that's going to be part of that um to be honest with you i think it's really just plugging a hole i don't think these 403 additional teaching posts are actually extra i think they're the ones that are just going to come in when we do our um I, I, principals will understand the cluster games this is when um schools have to get together to try and fill uh, set allocations part-time set allocations and look anyway um i'm not seeing it as good news uh, i'm seeing it as just this is what's needed um and then in terms of 990 special needs assistance being employed again we're so far behind what's needed um a, a survey uh, done uh, not so long ago by the national principals forum uh showed that 90 percent of uh, schools uh felt they felt and were uh, short um the number of snas they needed in the school um and um the way things have been going over the last number of, uh, number of months and number of years there's been a uh, cuts by stealth so these 990 snas are simply um plugging a very very large gaping hole and won't make any difference uh, to the plight of children with additional needs i'm sorry to say um the INTO go on about school funding with capital projects um basically uh 80 million is going to be uh, used for school buildings uh, ICT and minor work schemes now I think the minor work schemes is was was the minor works grant was doubled that cost 75 million so I'm assuming that is what that's about and um, the INTO sought additional ICT funding to support the remote learning guidance uh, note issued last week now again we don't know how much of that 80 million is going to be for that now I think 50 million no was it 50 million I can't remember the exact figure was given to all schools for that purpose during lockdown now that equated in my school so when you divided all that 50 million up into primary and secondary schools what that equated to was six laptops for my entire school so it's not something to be getting excited about um, and if that's 80 million which is going to be school buildings ICT and minor work schemes I'm not seeing very rosy pictures for anything to do with ICT funding uh, the other thing there uh, that the INTO noted was there was an extension to parental leave uh, from three weeks to five weeks which um, which I guess is cost neutral because um, that is free um, you know it, it basically that doesn't cost the government anything uh, so that's uh, kind of their highlights the other um, things they noted um, they talked about the demographic pressure zones I presume that's uh, Fingal kind of in Dublin and maybe some other areas of cities uh, where there's a uh, great um, you know pop populations are rising uh, very uh, very quickly um, 
I'm looking at additional teachers about the uh, to alleviate the risk of a school losing teacher in 2021. In some ways, that's I don't know if that's enough, but I mean it's something. Uh, maybe these schools have already have been um, identified uh, because of COVID nineteen. There's a lot of uncertainty there, um, and really, yeah, it just goes on about the additional teachers. Um, they're also talking about this is the one that um, and I suppose as I said this there's not a lot in the budget that's kind of all I've seen um, but this last one here the additional 80 occupational speech and language and behavioral therapists and 30 NEPs to support the phased rollout of the school inclusion model now this school inclusion model is becoming quite worrisome for me because while I know it's not this uh, this um, New Brunswick model uh, that it seems to be getting mixed up with because they were both um, around at the same time. So the full inclusion model is, in, is kind of the uh, system where every child, whether they have uh, additional needs or not, would all be taught in the same classes as everybody else. So you would have children that would right now be in maybe in special schools with severe um maybe severe uh, needs um they might uh, they would be in the mainstream classroom with their peers this is the full inclusion model that was done in new brunswick if you want to search back over my podcasts uh have a look for the new brunswick uh new brunswick an analysis um to hear about that but the school inclusion model apparently is different i have a feeling now most people have a feeling they're both tied to each other um and and i can see why uh because what they're doing is uh, they're changing the way we d at the NCSE do um, do special ed, uh, and what I worry about with this is they have this pilot going where occupational speech and language and behavioural therapists uh, uh, are are supposedly in schools helping children with those needs, but the reality is they actually aren't in the schools. Um, in this pilot, what they do is they have a couple of uh, sessions where they. Um, tell teachers and SNE, SNAs what to do and then the teachers and SNAs do the occupational therapy the speech and language therapy and the behavioral therapies um, and I mean it's fairly controversial in my opinion um, while it's very nice to be able to have you know uh, professionals telling us how to do these things what's actually needed is we need the experts to be performing uh, these or certainly having a different position uh, performing these i i think teachers are absolutely overworked uh in terms of what's expected of them in, in a classroom situation and to be expected to become uh ot's and slt's and behavioral therapists on top of what they already do i think is probably a bit much similarly with snas they are dealing um with the only way you can get an sna really these days is when the needs are so profound that um other uh, that you know it's impossible for the child to be there at all uh you know if I'm, where you're talking you know, like extreme flight risks um extreme medical needs other than that you're getting access to an sna and access i mean is almost meaningless really um so i would be um i'd be a little bit perturbed and i'm a little bit yeah i'm i'm not happy that the INTO have framed that so positively i mean, they're not i mean I'm, i'd be harsh in saying they're very positive about it but I would think um, it's a little bit too positive. Um, I did ask um, on Twitter, did anyone get any summary of the budget affecting primary level? Uh, because there's a lot of spin out there. Josefa Madigan uh, published, you know, just, you know, 
all the positives but I mean they're not positive none of the things she wrote were particularly positive I was a bit disappointed actually I thought special ed might get a bit of a boost um, because of how badly they've been treated uh, over the last um, certainly uh, during COVID uh, they've, they've, they, they were forgotten and continue to be forgotten and continue to be neglected um, but uh, lo and behold uh, that didn't happen unfortunately um, and really the only other news i've seen you know uh, uh, from twitter really uh was uh there was capital uh, the capital ex- program so 740 million euro is going to be uh, used to support 145 school building projects in 2021 now s- most of those are going to be in religiously run schools which means that of that 740 million a large proportion of all that money will be gifted back to that particular uh, religious body um, I find this astonishing how people are not on the streets about that kind of thing um, and it's just it's just an accepted thing um, which I don't understand uh, that the government can put in almost a billion euro into uh, church by- buildings and you know and not expect anything in return um, they, they don't have any rights apparently um, uh, about what goes on but look that's um that's not for this episode uh, it's just a comment on the budget of uh, how much money is being spent on capital programs school buildings do need to be um, upgraded i i get that it is a bit of a catch-22 situation because ultimately i believe the churches should be funding their own buildings um they're not so what do the what do the people in the middle do the teachers who have to no fault of their own have to work in these um in these in these denominational schools um but um you know look given that there's no outrage uh, why would people why would the government not keep doing what they're doing um you know i suppose it makes sense for them to do that um so really ultimately there um i was just looking then again uh, about some of the points around um that they have here yeah nothing nothing really i don't see anything the one thing i really see that's glaringly missing is um anything to do with the, the principal release days there's no mention of those being continued now i'd be really surprised if they weren't continued um it'll be a, i mean you see the thing is um who's going to stand up for these principles if they lose it i mean you might get a ra- angry press release from the ippn or the into but in reality what would really happen no one's going to take industrial action no one's going to you know they could they they can't they could just do it and there's no mention of it um so if it's not mentioned in the budget one would have to assume it's been forgotten and i'm surprised not to see a reaction from the INTO I'm not sure what the IPPN's reaction will be I checked uh, there's nothing yet so I was disappointed to see that there was nothing about benchmarking there was nothing about lower paid teachers um, but I know they're not going to be budget issues that's the um, PSSA agreement um, but um, yeah I was kind of disappointed uh, to see uh, no mention of the principal release days um, I, I presume anything else that came through COVID I mean I don't know what will happen in terms of um i mean for the first time in our lives here we probably have clean schools or enough money to make our schools as clean as possible i wonder will that continue even after um 
you know the COVID times after as, as one of my friends said you know post-war times um and um you know what other things did we get during COVID that that we really needed the doubling of the minor works has been very very helpful um again it's always been too low um so again that's that that would be quite useful um i don't see anything about the budget for um technology um i'd be very worried because i did say about technology being tied in with this 80 million thing um schools are supposed to be new developing schools are supposed to get money every year uh, for every classroom that's built so i don't know uh, what the story is there but look it's only the first day um all the reaction i suppose is all uh, there's not a lot of reaction to it um you know it's 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 a fairly i don't know nothing budget i don't think we expected it to be anything more than nothing budget um the worries are um that some of the things that we got because of the pandemic are not included in this budget uh, most notably for me anyway as i said the principal release days um hopefully uh, a lot of this will be cleared up um over the next uh, few days and we'll see what happens but um i hope this has been a helpful summary of the budget uh, 20 minutes of your time hopefully it was useful and um i'll be back later on in the week with um our next episode so um thanks very much for listening and we shall see you on friday uh, with our episode about school secretaries uh, looking forward to talking to you then bye bye <laughs>